Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby. And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. I'm Rita Cosby. An unprecedented number of migrants crossed into our southern border into America last fiscal year. More than 2.7 million in one fiscal year. The biggest amount ever recorded. So what does that mean for our national security? And what impact could this have on the midterm elections, which are right around the corner? Joining us now to discuss all of this is Tom Homan. He is the former acting director for ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement under then-President Trump. Tom, great to have you here. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, Tom, it's amazing when I look at these numbers, these are stunning. What is your reaction? 2.7 million. Well, I've been saying six months are going to hit 2.5. So I can't believe I underestimated it. I thought I was pretty solid. But look, 1.7 million last year was historic numbers never seen before in the history of this country. 1.7 encounters on the southwest border. That was a record, historic record. We beat that by a million. So it's just say you know it just shows it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and if you add a two point seven to two point and one point seven you know that's well over four million people across the border illegally since Biden become president and you add to that over one million gotaways and the gotaways are look these are solid numbers border patrol tracks gotaways are tracked on camera drone and sensor traffic and border patrol records them. So this isn't a guess. Over 1 million people crossed the border and got away, weren't arrested, because the border patrol was so overwhelmed they couldn't respond. You add all these numbers up, you're like 5.5 million people entered this country illegally in the two years Obama's been a president. That is just incredible. I mean, that's not even close to previous records. It's just, I still, when I say it, I just can't believe it. And to this day, it's been two years. The secretary or the White House has not done a single thing to slow the flow. It's just with numbers like that, in two years, you have failed to take any action. Every month you break a record. And again, I've said on your show before, this isn't mismanagement. It isn't incompetence. This is open borders. This is what the president ran on, and this is what he's doing. So this is not going to slow down as long as this administration's in power. How stunned are you, though, to see the impact that that has on our border? Because you know firsthand just how overwhelming that is. Look, the bottom line is, is that regardless of what your opinion is on illegal immigration, when you overwhelm the border patrol at this level, where an average of 70 percent, I mentioned this before, 70 percent of agents have been pulled off the line to go process or make hospital runs or make airport runs or to make baby formula or, you know, whatever, 70 percent are offline. That means only three out of 10 border patrol agents are, are patrolling the border. So when you overwhelm the border patrol like that, it's not surprising. We got a record amount of drug overdose deaths, record amount of fentanyl overdose deaths, because the border is just so wide open. So the your criminal cartels are making a field day out of it. The criminal cartels are making more money than they've ever made. And so with the border patrol overwhelmed, the drugs are falling across, the criminals are falling across, the people that don't want to turn themselves into the border patrol because they know they get fingerprinted, and if the criminals don't want to be caught, they'll be detained. And, of course, you've got the whole issue with known suspected terrorists. 
since Joe Biden has become president, we have 113 people were arrested trying to sneak in the country that were on the FBI screening database. 113. So, you know, terrorists don't want to be arrested. They try to evade law enforcement. So how many of the one man plus gotaways are no suspected terrorists? So, again, when you cause a crisis, it's a humanitarian crisis, this huge. And you cause a, a public safety crisis with the criminals and gang members coming by. You cause a public health crisis with a fentanyl. And you certainly have caused a national security crisis. I said the other day, this is the biggest national security failure since 9-11. And this administration has yet to address it or do anything to slow it down. Isn't it shocking to you that they have done virtually nothing? It's not shocking to me. It's because I, this is what they ran on. They, hey, you got to give them credit. They kept the promise. Every time the secretary says they have a plan and it's going to take time the plan to come together, they have a plan. It's called Open Borders. And their plan is being implemented perfectly because they haven't done a single thing to slow the flow. What, what irritates me is I'm insulted that the Secretary of Homeland Security, the guy who's supposed to be keeping us safe, constantly lies to the American people, say the border's secure, the border's closed. His own numbers prove that to be wrong. So he gets in front of Congress and lies under oath. He lies every time he's on TV. We just proved he lied about the horse patrol agents. He knew they didn't do anything before he went to the White House. So that the White House podium, him and the president called him out, called him racist. And these men are still not back on duty. Their families have been attacked, bullied at the school and churches. This, this secretary has no shame. It shocks me as the secretary of Homeland Security that he would allow this border crisis to continue because he knows the same information I do. He has the same data I do. He knows there's 113 non-inspected terrorists arrested trying to cross that border. He knows that fentanyl is flowing across that border. And, but he, he, so even if he wanted open borders and he wanted to increase illegal immigration, he needs to understand it's causing national security crisis. The Secretary of Homeland Security has not done a single thing to address this national security crisis. That shocks me because I knew the guy who was deputy secretary, and he actually believed in border enforcement. When he worked for Jay Johnson, there was a thousand a day cross. We all got called in. They want to know how we're going to stop it. Now we got seven, eight thousand a day. He hasn't done a damn thing about it. That's what shocks me. What happened to this man when he was deputy secretary, when he became secretary, he's done a complete 180. Do you think, as some Republicans have suggested, that maybe there should be hearings where he's called out or even impeachment? I mean, we've heard that from some Republican leaders. If they take the House, that that may be one of the first things they'll do. What's your reaction? Oh, absolutely. I've been calling that for for six months. I mean, I was on the stage the other day with the President Trump. And I called for the impeachment. I said he should be impeached on day one when they take back Congress. I also mentioned McCarthy. McCarthy had some interview a few weeks, a few days ago, where he says he wouldn't, he wouldn't really, you know, consider impeachment because it's too political. And I called him out on stage. And, you know, if you're going to be the Speaker of the House, the American people want Alejandro Mayorkas impeached. And it's not being political. The man has violated the oath of office he's taken. This country is less safe on his command. He has not done a single thing to address the border crisis. So that is certainly grounds for impeachment. If they can impeach President Trump for making a phone call to Ukraine, they certainly can impeach Alejandro Mayorkas for causing, again, an immigration crisis, a public safety crisis, a public health crisis, and a national security crisis. They certainly should impeach him, and they better. We'll all start calling them out, too. 
you know, you mentioned about the whipping incident because it is outrageous. Now we've even seen documents that show he clearly knew. I mean, it was interesting because first he came out and defended the border agents and it was over the photo of the alleged whipping of Haitian migrants. And right away, the photographer said, no, 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 I was there. I took the picture. It didn't happen. They were just moving the horses back. Nobody was being whipped. Yet we saw a lot of people in the administration using, you know, invoking racism. I mean, it was really horrible, the smears against the border agents. And now we're finding out that, you know, Alejandro Mayorkas himself got lots of emails even right before he came out to the public and basically slammed the agents. And it clearly showed, no, that did not happen. Why do you think that's happening? And what kind of impact has that had on the morale? Well, it proves me the man has no integrity. I mean, he'd rather throw three men under the bus, calm racist, saying what they did was wrong, where these three men are still not back to work. They're still on administrative duties. They're not carrying a badge and gun working the border. They're not on horseback. So to, even to this day, they haven't been cleared. And even though investigations come back and said no whipping occurred, but for him to know it was a fake story and go to the White House, stand at the podium, call him out, the reason he did it, or my only guess is him, the president of the United States, wanted to change the they wanted to change the narrative. The narrative at the time was the border's out of control and they got all these fifteen thousand people, Haitians under the bridge, they're getting beat up. So let's change the narrative. Let's get people rather than talking about fifteen thousand Haitians under the bridge, let's talk about the racist border patrol. Let's change let's change the messaging here so the media is gonna now they're gonna focus on these racist border patrol agents rather than focus on our failures on the border. I don't think he wanted to go to the White House and tell the president bad information because the president already wanted to get out there and say something. He voted to the White House. He, he did what he wanted him to do, which is a shame because the men and women in green, they work for him. And he clearly showed that day he doesn't have their back. They don't have the support from their command leadership. And it shows the man has no integrity because he didn't. He just didn't attack the agency. He attacked three men who put on uniform every day, put their lives on the line for the country every day, and make great sacrifices. It wasn't just the men that were attacked. I know for a fact their families, wives and children were bullied in churches and schools. He personally affected these men's lives and their families' lives. He had no shame about it. To this day, has not apologized. So that just showed me the guy has no integrity at all. And he would do anything he can to make this White House happy. And, of course, it drove morale down. Morale was already in the toilet. But now the men and women who carry that badge and gun know the secretary does not support what they're doing. And they're not going to stick their necks out. I mean, if there's a chance to do something or not do something, if they're afraid they're going to lose their job or get prosecuted, they might not just do it. And they shouldn't have to think about that. When I wore that uniform. When you're out there and you're standing on the line, you got to deal with drug dealers and armed drug carriers. Your mind needs to be on the job and your training. What do you do if you run across something like this? Rather than second-guessing yourself and thinking before you take action, maybe I shouldn't do this. I may be fired or I may be prosecuted. Those men and women shouldn't have to think about that. They should rely on their training and do the right thing. But now we've raised doubt. And now they got doubt in their minds of what they can and can't do because now they see, even if you did things the right way, you did what you're trained to do, you're still going to be called out by the White House and your family's going to be bullied and attacked. And these men and their families will never be the same. So, of course, the 20,000 men and women in Border Patrol, absolutely, they think about this every day when they go out there on duty. How dangerous is it for those guys and gals who are working right there on the border and trying to protect our country, Tom? 
Oh, look, there's 129 names on the National Law Enforcement Memorial in D.C., 129 Border Patrol agents who died on the line of duty. I was a Border Patrol agent. And I use this example all the time. At, you know, 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, while most people are in their bed sleeping, there's a Border Patrol agent standing on a dirt trail someplace waiting for something to come down that trail because a sensor was tripped. A foot sensor, a vehicle sensor, something tripped the sensor saying something's walking northbound. And they're going to stand on this dirt trail. The nearest backup could be 10, 15 miles away. And they're going to hide in the brush and take on whatever's coming. Now, could it be just an alien looking for a better life? Or is it a heavily armed drug smuggler? They don't know. They're going to stand there taking on. And, you know, like I said, a lot of names on that memorial. These are brave men and women. It's a dangerous job, especially now. Because the cartels are making more money now than they ever have made. They're making a record amount of money on anti-smuggling. They're making a record amount of money on trafficking of women and children for sexual purposes. They're making a record amount of money on drug trafficking. Because with 70% of the border patrol off the line, they're moving large amounts of heroin and fentanyl and cocaine. So they're making more money than ever. So they're not going to let anybody step in the way of them making this, you know, all this cash they're making. So it's going to get more violent. Now, the cartels are already taking pot shots at, you know, at some of the National Guard and border states from the South. There are several videos out there of them getting in gunfights with the Mexican federalities. So, look, it's a matter of time before there's going to be a gun battle. These men and women in Border Patrol, it's a very dangerous job. I did it for five years, and they spent half their shift just, you know, trying to grow eyes in the back of their heads, especially now. So, again, that's what concerns me the most. They should be 100% focused and concentrate on their training and what they need to do in their job. But now they got to second guess themselves and everything they do because of what Secretary did to this horse patrol. And, you know, it's a very dangerous job. And I just, you know, I'm not going to say it, but it's not going to be as peaceful as it is right now. It's going to get a lot worse. Which is really troubling. And, and also, by the way, as you point out, it is so difficult even for the migrants. There was a historic amount of, sadly, migrant deaths, 856 migrant deaths in fiscal year 2022. So it's not good for them either having an open border. No, so like since you've been president, there's been over 1,400 migrants have died in U.S. soil. But look, when you tell the whole world your border's open, you won't be detained, you'll be released, we'll, we'll give you an airline ticket, to the city of your choice, we'll send you there at government at taxpayer expense. Even if you lose your case, ICE can't remove you because the secretary has said being in the country illegally on its own without any criminal conviction is not enough for ICE to arrest you. So they've been told, cross the border illegally, you won't be detained. We'll send you to your final destination at taxpayer expense. Even if you lose your case, ICE isn't going to arrest you and, and remove you. We're working on giving you free health care. If you go to California, New York, you give a driver's license. We'll even give you money to help fight your immigration case. I mean, who the hell wouldn't come? So when you set the stage like that, the most vulnerable people in the world are going to put themselves in the hands of criminal cartels to be smuggled to the United States. You can't cross the border without helping the criminal cartel because if they catch you, they'll kill you. They want their plaza fees. They want their taxes. You need to pay them to work through their plazas. So, you know, cartels are getting rich. Born by aliens don't realize that one-third of women that make that journey are going to get raped. They don't realize that rivers, it's a lot worse than it looks, and people are drowning in that river every day. So, of course, there's a record amount of migrant deaths, over 1,400 since Joe Biden took office, because the most vulnerable people in the world are making that journey because of Joe Biden's promises, and it's just terrible. When President Trump was president, he had illegal immigration down 83%, 83%. 
That means 83% less people are coming. You know, how many women didn't get raped? How many children didn't die? How many millions of dollars did the cartels not make? How many Americans didn't die drug overdoses when the, when the borders locked down? And people say, well, you don't know that. Yes, I do know that. If you take 83% of the cars off the highway, would it be less highway deaths? It's just a matter of math. So look, President Trump saved lives. People call it inhumane what we did. We saved lives. Joe Biden's policies are killing people at record numbers. What do you think will happen if the Republicans take the House or if they take the House and the Senate? How could that change in terms of border security? Well, as long as Joe Biden's in the White House and has that executive pen, they're not going to be able to do much about the border. But what they can do now, they have the purse strings. They can shut it down. And they should. With this many Americans dying from drugs, this many terrorists coming across the border, they all say, wait a minute, we're not going to fund that. We're going to shut the government down until you take action to secure that border. They can do that, and they should do that. People say, well, shutting down the government is a pretty bold thing to do. You're damn right it is. But at what point do we take this national security crisis serious? Something's going to happen in this country. I don't know how many terrorists have crossed that border, but someday we're going to find out it's going to be a bad day for America. And we don't need to let any more in. So they, now is a perfect time to say, you know what? We got the purse strings. We're shutting down the government until this administration shows us one thing you're going to do to slow the flow. To have some enforcement action proposed to slow the flow or force Mexico to start doing something or we're going to shut the government down. Now's the time. So that's what the power of the purse They also have the power for investigations and impeachment. They need impeachment. Alejandro Mayorkas on day one. So I would start his impeachment and, and I would not sign off another continuing resolution, a CR. And so they took action, shut it down. Do you think they will be bold enough to do that? Because even some Republicans sometimes have failed, obviously, on pushing for immigration. If they don't, they can go to hell, too. I'm fed up. I'm fed up. I'm fed up with Democrats. I'm fed up with some Republicans who go down to the border to have a dog and pony show about how bad this border is, how it's a threat to American people, and how it's a threat to our young people dying through drugs, and it's a threat to national security, but go back to D.C., do nothing. I mean, it's time for the Republicans to step up, too. Remember, we had the House and the Senate and the White House all at one time. And the never-Trumpers wouldn't, you know, give the man any assistance to securing the border. Hopefully, they learned their lesson. But, you know, I think the time is now. And, you know, I think I'm hoping there's been a change of heart. and They understand this is a huge national security issue and they need to do something. If they don't, I'm going to be extremely disappointed. And, you know, I've said it many times, you know, this is mainly a Democrat failure. But there's some Republicans need to step up and do the right thing. And, you know, the problem is Republicans are always, you know, the Mr. Nice guy. And they need to be a little more assertive. Like, you know, the Dems stick together and everything. The Republicans seem to be fractured all the time. And I'm just I'm just fed up because I've worked for six presidents and we've had Congress numerous numbers of times. It's time for them to fix it. It's time for them to stop playing the political games and do what we send them up there to do. Fix this problem. There's no downside on a secure border. There's no downside on less illegal immigration. There's no downside on less sexual assaults of women. There's no downside on taking millions of dollars out of the cartel's hands that, that have killed agents. There's no downside unless overdose deaths. There is absolutely no downside in securing that border. So if they don't take action to do it, they don't take it seriously, then I'll start calling them out too. I'm just, I, I say, if people saw what I saw in my 35 years, the deaths, talking to a 10-year-old girl got raped multiple times, standing in back to trailer with 19 dead migrants at your feet. If they wore my shoes, for the last 35 years, maybe they'll take this stuff a little bit seriously. And I'm hoping now, with this crisis at immense proportions, now's the time to take action. I hope they do.
Yeah, you're right. This could be hopefully an enormous wake up call. Everybody, by the way, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Tom Holman, you are terrific. Thanks for all you have done and continue to do to keep us safe. Your perspective is so important. Thank you, Tom. All right. Have a nice day. And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight, on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America. America.